You're listening to Criterion Channel Surfing, a podcast dedicated to the films of the Criterion Collection streaming video service, The Criterion Channel. I'm your host, Josh Hornbeck. In these follow-up episodes, my guests and I offer a few recommendations for films that fit our theme and are available on other streaming services. Doug McCambridge of the Good Times Great Movies podcast joins me to continue our conversation about films from underrepresented countries. Stay with us. If you enjoy Criterion Channel Surfing, check out Criterion Reflections, hosted by David Blakesley. Join David and his guests on their chronological journey through the films of the Criterion Collection. Each episode provides an in-depth discussion into the cultural context for the films discussed and covers Criterion releases on DVD, Blu-ray, Laserdisc, and the Criterion Channel. Find out more at CriterionCast.com. Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com. I am here once again with Doug McCambridge of the Good Times Great Movies podcast. Doug, thank you so much for continuing our conversation. This is so much fun. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, for the, for these follow-up episodes, we're going to talk about a few films on streaming services other than the Criterion Channel that fit the month's theme. Doug and I already talked about films from underrepresented countries that are currently streaming on the Criterion Channel. So we're going to talk about a few other films that fit the theme that are currently on other streaming services. So uh, before we dig into the films, I just want to touch base really quick. What are some yeah. of the other streaming services that you use? I don't have many, and just because I have some of these do not mean that I use them. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I have Netflix, as I'm sure every other person listening to this does. I really utilize Amazon Prime probably as much, if not a little more, than the Criterion channel. Mm. And uh, I do have Shudder. Shudder's, Shudder's an interesting one, and I know that you had talked about possibly getting the trial uh, in a previous episode. I don't know if you did that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, I did. yeah. yeah. Shutter's great if you don't binge it because they don't add new things all that often and mm-hmm. their selection is a little more a little lighter let's say than other streaming services but I I love horror films so I do that and uh, my kids have Disney Plus my wife and I stopped with cable a few months ago and I really thought okay well now I'm going to have to get this peacock thing and blah 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 I didn't watch that stuff anyway. My wife didn't. So, uh, yeah, we're good with these very limited streaming services. I mean, my kids mainly watch YouTube all day long anyway. So (laughs) that'll do it, right? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I find that, uh, you know, between Netflix and Hulu, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Hulu has so many of the TV shows that if there's anything that we really want to watch TV wise, Mm -hmm. it's typically we can get most of it there or through whatever network streaming app that they have. You know, if we really want to watch a, the daily show or something like that, we can just download the comedy central app and watch it that way. Uh, I just feel like it's so easy to unplug from cable nowadays. It's so easy. And, And I thought there were, there were, you know, a handful of things that I would miss, like the news. I would just put on the news. I'd wake up in the morning and put on CNN and just, you know, make coffee or make breakfast while it was on. Or I'd put on Sports Center. But now that I don't have those, I 
I only did that stuff out of habit. I don't miss that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't miss any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's great. Well, let's dig into the films that we're going to talk about for sure. this follow-up episode. What's the first film that you want to talk about? Well, I decided to take a lot of the guesswork and research that I did for the Criterion Choices. I decided to throw that out the window in that I decided I'm going to choose an Australian film and I'm going to choose a Norwegian film. And that oh, made awesome. things a lot easier sort of to pair these up, even though they have nothing to do with the Criterion films. But that's what I decided to do. And I also decided uh, consciously to choose more recent films. Uh, mm -hmm. Both of my mm -hmm. choices are within the past 10 years. My first choice is a film called The Infinite Man. It's directed by Hugh Sullivan. And as I said, that's an Australian film from 2014. This film is about a, it's a time travel film. I would say it's romantic comedy, question mark. <laughs> uh, it's about a man who's a, who's a scientist <laughs> some kind of scientist and he's on a romantic weekend with his girlfriend at what appears to be and this is one of the strangest things i couldn't get over it they appear to be in an abandoned hotel in the middle of the desert so already it feels like an australian film <laughs> and it's soon revealed that he's trying to relive this weekend with her that had gone very, very wrong. And it's the reason that they broke up. This is revealed relatively early in the film. And so you sort of find out that he is using time travel to revisit this and recapture this moment and make it work out so that she doesn't leave him. The, the sci-fi nature of this is extremely lo-fi in that the time travel mechanism is kind of just like a shower cap with some wires sticking out of it. But, but that doesn't matter. Like, who cares uh -huh. about yeah. that? It's, yeah. it's all about the plot of this. It becomes more crazy because you soon realize that every time he's trying to keep her, he continually makes things worse. I mean, the weekend gets worse and worse every time he does this. It gets to the point where there's like five or six of him running around at the same time. There's a few of his girlfriends as well. And her ex shows up and he discovers that he's able to move through time. So multiples of him are showing up as well. It's super fun. It's funny. It's poignant. At times, it's very sad. I would compare it to I would refer to it sort of as a comedic primer. Mm. Like if you like the lo-fi, low-tech, shot-on-digital look of primer, this is a little bit smoother, a little glossier. But if you enjoyed that film but thought, well, can we have more fun with this? Can it be a little <laughs> more amusing? I would recommend this film. I first heard about it on Brian Sauer's podcast that he does with Elra Kane. Yeah. Elric on Pure Cinema talked about this and recommended it, and it is on Amazon Prime. It's certainly a fun film. That's great. That sounds really, yeah. really intriguing and uh, a little disturbing but funny <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, it's disturbing how he cannot let this woman go. And, yeah, and it, yeah. And it, it really comments on, you know, just how upsetting that is and yeah. how wrong that is and 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 at every turn he's trying to keep her around but you soon realize you can't keep her around that like, no matter what you do this this was meant to end now and it's it's going to end now yeah i mean that sounds great that sounds yeah. really really compelling yeah 
the first film I'm going to talk about is a film from Ghana from 2016 called Nakom, mm-hmm. uh, directed by T.W. Pittman and Kelly Daniela Norris. It is available on Amazon Prime, and it is going to be available on the Film Movement app uh, later this month as well. Oh. And uh, this is one that I saw as part of my kind of at-home film festival as I was looking for films that were both directed by women and were mm-hmm. from African countries as well. And it's this really moving drama about a medical student who finds out that his father has passed away. And he has to return home to his mm. uh, the village he grew up in for the burial. He it, he's planning to just be home for a short period of time and then go back to finish exams. But as he's home, he realizes he has to try to get the farm working, get the crops working. Mm. There, there's been a drought. He needs to make sure that the the crops are going to be okay. He has to make sure that his father's wives are going to be okay. There's all of this pressure, and he needs to make sure that his sister can go to school. He suddenly has to take care of all of the 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 family business that he never wanted to be a part of. He wanted to be mm-hmm. a, a medical student. He was going to go to America. He was going to leave Ghana behind. And now he finds himself stuck. And it's this really intriguing story about family duty. It also looks at the the privilege that this young man has that uh, the the women in his family, the his father's wives and his sister, they all are reliant on him to to provide everything, mm-hmm. even though some of them are more capable than he is. And it's this just really, really intriguing drama that paints a the portrait of this community. And I think because it's directed by women and because it comes from Ghana, it it gives you a real insight into uh, some of the things that, as a nation, they are actually wrestling with the the modernization and the the flight of young men from their communities as they try to flee to the West and hmm. uh, leave behind their their homes. It's pretty pretty moving. Wow, that sounds that sounds absolutely fantastic. It's certainly something I need to check out. And I would say to people if you know, if you're listening and you really do think that the Criterion channel is the only outlet to foreign cinema, uh, to art house films. I mean, it might take a little more digging, but I have found that if you're willing to take the time and look around on Amazon Prime, it, it's a pretty good research resource for these um these types of films that almost feel like Maybe this should be snapped up by Criterion. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, uh, as I was kind of trying to find some of these films, the way I found it, there's a really great resource. If you go to telescopefilm.com, okay. they actually are a kind of like a movie database for for international film. And you can search by country. You can search by decade. Wow. Okay. That's super helpful. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's it was developed by some uh, people who used to work for the Seattle International Film Festival, which is how I found out about it. And it's this really great little site that lets you it pulls right. information from the uh, the movie database and shows you where things are streaming and how hmm. to how to access them. And it's a really useful resource for hmm. finding some gems that uh that you might not not find otherwise right sure that's really helpful i gotta i gotta write that down and and make sure i go there because i i mean just like everybody else and it's a cliche i do spend uh way too much time looking for something to watch yes yes i totally understand that (laughs) yeah and i'll include a link to uh to uh, telescope film in my uh my show notes because i do think that if you're trying to search for films from other countries uh again you can drill down so specifically sure and get you know to really you know you can find films from any country in the world essentially and figure out where they're where they're playing wow okay yeah. that's great yeah. very helpful thanks yeah. well what's your second film doug okay so my second film here and and i hope people are understanding that i am sort of championing championing movies that are just dumb fun let's say uh, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I love it uh, the next one is a Norwegian film from 2012 and it's called Thale uh, directed by Alexander Nordas this is something I had seen years ago and when I watched it originally it was on Amazon Prime I assumed it still was but that's wrong it's now on Tubi and I don't know do you use Tubi at all I don't use Tubi. I don't know anything about Tubi. Tubi is 100% free, so check it out. What I mainly use Tubi for is they have a ton of mystery science theaters and they have (laughs) uh, a lot of Rift Tracks films on there. Uh, The downside with some of these free services, and Tubi is one of them, is there are ads. But if you're willing to be interrupted twice in an hour and a half long movie with a couple of commercials, it's... It's worth just just getting put it on your phone, put it on your fire stick. You know, it, it has, let's say, popular films. <laughs> um, you know, you're, you're not going to find a whole lot of obscure stuff on here, but maybe this that I'm going to recommend is obscure enough. Uh, so I would sort of describe this as a supernatural horror action film, let's say. I'm sold already. Okay, great. Uh, so the plot revolves around these two guys that run a crime scene cleanup business. And they are called to this cabin in the middle of the woods. There's there's nothing around and they're hired to clean up after a death. In doing this, they discover in the basement that there is a female creature. She sort of has a cow's tail in the basement in this bathtub full of water. She's incapable of human speech and they find all these tapes left by her dead captor that sort of give them a background. They learn about her life in captivity and that she's been the subject of medical experimentation. Eventually she sort of comes to and is very, you know, obviously afraid of these two people that she's never seen before. Uh, Later in the film, after they sort of form a bond with her, there's like a paramilitary group that comes in to extract her. It's, it's super fun. Uh, If you're into the, if this sounds interesting at all to you, if you like just watching things explode at one point and monsters run around and 
fight with people, it's it's worth watching. Again, uh, not the most cerebral of film, but yeah, check it out. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, sometimes we can get so locked into, sure. oh, we only have to watch <laughs> something that is completely... Yes. I mean, they're putting Destroy All Monsters up on the channel this month. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> or they're highlighting Destroy All Monsters yeah. this month. And Destroy All Monsters is a silly film, you know? Oh, definitely. I think I, I think there is a place for for these types of movies in our cinematic yeah. diets, right? No, I, I think so as well. And I may consume a little more of this than I should I, I once put my letterboxed, you know, ratings where you have the you have the bars for how many things you gave three stars to and everything like that. And I got a lot of pushback because I rated so many things to two and a half stars. So I'm watching a lot of garbage in my life. <laughs> um, some of it is for the podcast. Yes. But a lot of times I really do. You know, if I'm going to start a film at midnight on a Friday, I I do not want to start a three-hour Tarkovsky or something like that. So this is when I tend to find these little yeah. obscure films. Uh, sometimes they're great, like this is. This really is a great film, and sometimes they're absolute duds. That's fun, though. I think Yeah, I think that, that one sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. My final film is, it's a documentary, Chez Jolet Coiffeur directed by Rosine Mbakum. Uh, she is a director from Cameroon, and it is uh, from 2018, and it is on Ovid. And this is a really, really just absolutely riveting uh, documentary. It is about a, a hairdresser shop in Brussels, and it opens with uh, Rosine, the, the filmmaker. Her camera is outside of the hairdresser's shop. It's in this little strip mall. And uh, the, the main subject of the, the salon, uh, Sabine, she is inside the shop and she shouts out and says, Rosine, Rosine, what are you doing? You can't leave your camera out there. It'll get stolen. Rosine, bring it inside. <laughs> and the uh, the rest of the documentary all takes place in this very small hairdresser shop. And the the shop is essentially uh, caters to African immigrants. Mm -hmm. And you see at this one place kind of this cross-section of people who have fled really horrific conditions. They fled war, they fled genocide, they fled famine. Uh, some have fled just poverty and they've gone through really horrific conditions in order to make it to the West to try to make a better life for themselves. I'm curious, is this sort of interview style or are you just listening to conversations between people at this salon? You're mainly listening to conversations okay. uh, between people. And then you do get some interviews with Sabine, mm. the, the owner of the salon. Okay. So she does talk a little bit um, directly to the camera. But it takes time because Sabine has to, has to open up to Rosine, the director, and uh, has to build some – they have to build a rapport – you just get a sense that uh, that Rosine has really, over the course of the the months and months of filming, has she's really become part of this community. 
Rosine lives in Brussels. Her husband is Belgian, so she's a permanent resident there. But she also has this connection to the immigrant community as well. And this is uh, Rosine Mbakum's second documentary. Mm-hmm. Her work is really compelling. Uh, I think that she is just, it's, she's an exciting filmmaker. And uh, what she is able to do within that cramped space is stunning. I'm typically pretty harsh on documentaries. I'm not a big documentary fan. I find mm-hmm. a lot of them tedious and mm. overly prescriptive a lot of the time. And sure. the the way she uses the camera to capture the space is just magnificent. Using this cramped space it's incredible. She captures just some amazing conversations, capturing the plight of these women mainly as they are trying to figure out how they, how they navigate the immigration system in, uh, in Brussels, how they figure out how to, how to stay. Then you have immigration coming through and shutting down these shops at times. And there's these really incredibly tense moments. This is probably one of my favorite documentaries that I've seen in the last Mm. few years. It's just riveting from beginning to end. Oh, that sounds great. And and unlike you, I'll kind of watch any documentary. (laughs) I really do. I gravitate toward them and I can sort of eat those things up. Uh, And off topic, have you seen... Have you seen Garlic is as good as Ten Mothers? The Les Blank. I have. Oh, yes, I yes. Love that I do like Les Blank's documentaries quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, and I think you know, to me, what I'm looking for in a documentary is someone who has a distinct voice. Sure. Okay. No, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I w- I want someone who has a voice or who is who's using the form artfully. Um, sure. I think you know what I what I get tired of. I think are the um, the documentaries that feel like they're mass produced or feel like they could have been made by anyone. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I when, when I'm looking at documentaries a lot of times, and this is sort of how I watched Garlic in the first place, I look mm. for documentaries that seem to deal with something that I personally would have no interest in whatsoever. Yes, and I'm yes. constantly drawn to those. And, and I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't know if I feel like I'm learning something. You learn nothing in the garlic documentary, but it was <laughs> it was just fascinating. It was it was a whole bizarre kind of lifestyle that I I do not understand and I oddly could not connect with, but it was it was fascinating because of that. Well, and it's it to me is uh, like a good documentary to me is is like great creative nonfiction writing. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's somebody who's going to make me care about something that I had no interest yep. in otherwise, right? Yeah. And so I think Rosanna Mbakum is one of those those documentarians who okay. knows how to how to have this really unique point of view mm-hmm. and share that point of view with people. So I I highly recommend this. I also would uh, if you have a subscription to Mubi, there is yeah. a film that is on their library called Ninovsky, which is uh, about a a barber, and I don't have the the information sure. pulled up right now, but it would make a really great double feature there okay. as well. And this this uh, barber, he's disabled, and he had a a great relationship with the previous government 
in the in his area, mm-hmm. and uh, as everything changes, as the powers change, he suddenly doesn't have a good relationship, so he's kicked out of his barber shop, and the the rest of the film is about him trying to find a new home, and a new uh-huh. place. So I think uh, again, looking at the the political situation there for him. I watch those two within a few days of each other. Oh, and, okay. Uh, they make they make for a really intriguing pairing. Um, so, no, that sounds yeah. great. I'll have to check out both of them. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Well, if you're looking for more films from underrepresented countries, that's four titles to catch this month on other streaming services. The Infinite Man, directed by Hugh Sullivan on Amazon Prime. Nakom, directed by T.W. Pittman and Kelly Daniela Norris on Amazon Prime and Film Movement. Thale, directed by Alexander Nordas on Tubi, and Chez Jolet Coffer, directed by Rosine Mbakam on Ovid. Doug, once again, thank you so much. This has been so much fun to uh, visit with you for a while. This has been great. I have had a blast, and I don't know, bring me back soon. <laughs> oh, oh, I will. I will. We'll, we'll get the schedules aligned and definitely have another another conversation. It may be something that. Uh, will be a little easier for you to find titles for. No, no, no. I <laughs> that was that was, I mean, I would say that was a joke. I was legit kind of scared there at the beginning. When I'm <laughs> when I'm just looking at a letterbox list and I'm like, I don't even know what a permanent digital film I is. Know, like I, I did not know that. <laughs> so <laughs> I know. Uh, well thank you. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, just find the podcast, Good Times, Great Movies. Find the podcast, Shits and Giggles, wherever you get your podcast. The other thing, I haven't mentioned this earlier. I am a graphic designer. Uh, you can check out my work at uh, dpmdesigns.com. If anybody knows anyone at Criterion, that is my ultimate dream, is to just design what whatever. It could be a still from the film, and I'll just put type on it. I would be over the moon <laughs> to do anything for them. <laughs> All right. If anyone from Criterion is listening, yes. you heard it here. You heard it here first. I'll do it Doug. for free. Pay me in Doug product. I don't it. care. He will. He will do it for free. He will. He will design yep. for free. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Doug. This has been so much fun. I uh, I love uh, love getting to have these conversations with uh, you. I've had an absolute blast. This has been great. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. You can find Criterion Channel Surfing at CriterionCast.com and our website, CinemaCocktail.com. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching for Criterion Channel Surfing. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us in the Criterion Channel Club Facebook group or send us a message at CriterionChannelSurfing at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, at Josh Hornbeck. Our logo was designed by Doug McCambridge of the Good Times Great Movies podcast. You can see more of his design work at dpmdesigns.com. Criterion Channel Surfing is a proud member of Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at criterioncast.com and support the work of Criterion Cast at patreon.com slash criterioncast. Criterion Channel Surfing is listener-supported, so please consider donating to the show at patreon.com slash joshhornbeck. For just $5 a month, you get early access to all regular and bonus episodes of the show, and for $10 a month, you'll have the chance to give my guest and I a film to discuss in a special Patreon-only bonus episode. I'd like to continue to thank all of our regular supporters. Thank you so much for your ongoing support of the show. 
On the next episode of Criterion Channel Surfing, my guest and I will sit down to discuss August's new and expiring titles. I hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening. Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com.